I'm Adam Hurry, host of a unique football podcast, one of the top 20 football podcasts in Guatemala, a cult football podcast. No, actually, it's one of the most important football podcasts. Football Clichés, a product of nearly 20 years of obsessive research, is a podcast about the mundane and magical depths of the language of football, the curious and sometimes almost subliminal things that define the way we consume the modern game. At what age is a player eligible to roll back the years? When does a club's highly rated conveyor belt of talent turn into a fabled production line? How many types of goal-scoring header are there in the footballing vocabulary? Football Clichés doesn't just leave no stone unturned. It looks at every single stone and wonders, what's the threshold for a stone to become a rock? But for football, obviously. Listen for your sins on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Hello, listeners. Before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions, and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now enjoy the show. Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, amazing feeling Good afternoon, good evening, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. I'm your host, Mr. Alex Sylvester, and with me today and always is Mr. Sonny Sengira. How's it going, mate? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to skip straight to it because it is time for Sonny to talk football manager on the PlayStation 5 because the game has launched, the game has been purchased, the game is downloaded, the game has been played, and I whooped Chelsea's ass in my first game. <laughs> Thank you very much. Love it. Great. I tell uh, you what, though, I can see why. Yeah. Obviously, when you've spent years going from just touchscreen on your phone to, like, moving a flipping slow-ass cursor around, like, you've got to get used to it, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I'm just trying to speed up and get used to it, Um, but playing it, Loving it. I'm just skipping everything straight off that, get mine out of the way, because it is Football Manager, and I've wanted to play this goddamn game for God knows how long. Man's <laughs> already got 15% of the trophies in the game. That's how fast yeah. I'm moving. You know what I mean? <laughs> I so like, uh, yeah. what would you give it at? What would you give it at 10 then? Um, well, obviously, you can't score this sort of game. You know what I mean? It's not a game that you oh, can score. Cause it's, just an it's just an interactive. It's just an interactive database. That's all it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll always give like a football manager a ten out of ten. So a ten out of ten. It's one of them, right? Perfect but... game with how one of the graphics and what are they using um, the latest? Mate, it's just text. It's just text feedback. <laughs> yeah, feedback in the controller and Radio shit. But, audio. Um, you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, they didn't use any of that in the controller. I'll tell you that for starters. But um, on top of Football Manager, I'm also playing, and I highly recommend it. The Pedestrian. It's in your PlayStation Plus subscription. It's so good. It's just a simple puzzle game, but it's so so good, and it really makes you use your brain. Uh, and okay. it's beautiful as well. Um, yeah. And it's you just simply navigating a stickman from the start to the end, but. He's on separate signs, which you've got to maneuver and link together so he can move in between the levels. But it's really mm-hmm. good. Highly recommend okay. it. Um, but uh, yeah, straight back to the intro. I've done what I'm playing. But yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I so you could. I'm sure you can't wait to get back to Football Manager right now. Uh, but yeah, okay, cool. Well, on my side, I've been playing uh, a classic, not even on a Sony console, but uh, and I'm sure those who are fans of the game will forgive me for not um, playing anything else. Sorry, um, I've been diving into a retro game known as GoldenEye 64, which has just been released on the uh, Nintendo online service. Uh, it's been one game of controversy. I think it was like originally created by Rare and Nintendo, and then it switched hands to MGM and then Microsoft, and a whole load of people got involved, and it just pretty much stopped the game from being re-released in any form until they eventually came to a deal. And obviously Microsoft's got a lot of cash in their back pocket and I think it kind of helped um, sweeten a deal. So it's just finally been released. And uh, geez, man, it's like, it just brings me back to the old school Nintendo 64 multiplayer days, you know, with the four uh, split screen. 
full player. Uh, the gameplay is not exactly as it is. You know what I mean? It's like you just realize how crap it was compared to like modern games. But uh, it's just that nostalgia value, man. It's like it's it's such a good game. Um, graphics, obviously, we're not talking about anything great. Maybe we're on about this is golden characters. Yeah, but you know what? That's that's like you know four oh, K on the dude. Switch. That's like 4K on the Switch. I don't know what you're talking about. Goldeneye probably pushing the Switch to dude, the limit. Whatever, whatever. But like the aiming as well, dude. You start to really appreciate how good aiming has got these days, man. It's like back then all they had was like a crosshair and maybe you could like move the camera. Like now obviously you've got like auto aim and it's just, you can even use the pad to aim these days. But like back then it was like old school, man. It had nothing. Uh, proper bare bones experience. But um, it's a lot of fun. Definitely a nice uh, trip down nostalgia lane, and uh, yeah, I'm loving it, man. It's like it's actually a quality game. I just hope that they um, get around to release the remake that they uh, what was rumored and is actually out there, um, which I think Microsoft put together and Rare put together, uh, which has got like more updated controls and stuff. So uh, you've got, hopefully, you've got they no, to sort out a deal. That if you've, if you've got it's Microsoft happen, involved, but... I was gonna say if you've got Microsoft involved, you got no hope in that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... You yes, know what I mean? Yes. It's so funny though because like I've seen so many Xbox gamers like, oh yeah, Goldeneye, Goldeneye, you don't have it. I was like, bro, it's the first game you've had in like two generations. Calm down and enjoy the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was like, who gives a shit? And it's you know an what old mean? school game. <laughs> oh, it's the most high profile game that they've had in freaking years, when you throw it. Um, but yeah, man, it's a classic game. And like anybody who was a fan of Goldeneye, and even if you haven't, you probably won't give a crap. But um, but definitely if you're a retro head like myself, like us, definitely check it out. And it's free. Oh, it's part of the package, isn't it? So Right, mm. but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest PS5. We've got an amazing <laughs> episode for you today. Uh, episode 131. Jeez, we're clocking them up. Uh, but this episode, uh, could Sony have teased the return of a beloved franchise? We're going to go into that. The PSVR 2 production update, it is coming soon. Uh, the Last of Us HBO episode 3 numbers, we're going to dive into that. And uh, the PS Plus service update. Uh, so we got all that to go through these uh, to the, in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into any of that, we're going to switch over to Demi uh, with a game or this week's game recommendation. Another week, another game recommendation. This week, we're taking a look at Wild Hearts. Hailing from Electronic Arts and Omega Force, the studio best known for Dynasty Warriors games, Wild Hearts is most akin to Monster Hunter. In it, you and two other friends team up to make Oh my god, duh. <sighs> Another week, another game recommendation. This time I've taken a look at a game called Wild Hearts. Hailing from Electronic Arts and Omega Force, the studio best known for the Dynasty Warriors games, Wild Hearts is most akin to Monster Hunter. In it, you and two other friends team up to take down massive beasts each with their own distinct powers and fighting styles. The one thing about Wild Hearts that stands out from Monster Hunter games is that it looks far more realistic and, in some ways, more vibrant. But Wild Hearts also does a fantastic job of onboarding the player, and thanks to its simplified UI and accessibility options, it could reach a large audience. The game will launch this month on PS5. PlayStation. Cool. So, uh, yeah, Naughty Dog has been the, the news for all the right reasons. And we're starting off with number one. What we got? Okay. So this is an exciting one and one that was easily missable. But obviously, PlayStation, you know, Hawkeyes are going to spot this straight away. So, number one, get a big breath in for this one. Sony <laughs> has released a new PlayStation 5 ad that appears to be teasing Uncharted 5. What? The as yet unannounced sequel to Naughty Dog's critically acclaimed 2016 Uncharted 4 A Thief's End. Alex, it's been six, seven years since Uncharted 4 came out. That's crazy. Really? Wow. So the live from PS5 promo includes a number of live action segments featuring iconic PlayStation franchises such as God of War, Horizon, Gran Turismo and Marvel Spider-Man. Now, before I move on, what that is, is you've probably seen it. It's like a fake news bulletin, and it's about PlayStation, and it's a big advertising campaign from Sony that is just advertising that there is no more mm. stock issues for PlayStation. It is readily Plus. available. 
everywhere. No more lotteries in Japan. Oh my god! No more queuing <laughs> in WalMarts or Best Buys. You can just buy a PlayStation Five now. And I love the fact scenario is over, really. dude. And I love the fact. <laughs> That after two years, Sony treated it like a new launch anyway and just did a whole advertisement <laughs> for it, which is cool. But going back to the adverts, one clip depicts a young woman with a torch exploring a cave before finding an ancient artifact and blowing the dust off it. Okay. What's interesting is that isn't immediately recognizable as an existing PlayStation game. And as resulted in speculation, that is actually the unannounced Uncharted game that is in development. The young woman is, of course, believed to be Cassie Drake, the daughter of Nathan and Alina, who are your main protagonists from the Uncharted games. Yeah. Sony's blurb, you know, the little attachment that they, they talk about each scene goes, this new spot hints at the breath of extraordinary experiences taking place in the PS5 universe through the style of a live news channel. See if you can spot all the game references. So why do you put that in the middle of Spider-Man and God of War and Returnal if it's a live, if it's a project, right? And nobody knows what it is. Naughty Dog obviously has recently said that it has moved on from the Uncharted franchise, but a job listing last year revealed that a new Sony internal studio was working on a beloved franchise with Naughty Dog, as a co-developer, this is almost certainly Uncharted, but we'll have to wait and see. I've got more <laughs> Naughty Dog news, but we'll come back to that. But Alex, did yeah. Sony spy drop, just stealth drop Uncharted <laughs> to get people talking for fun? I think they did. Nah, I think um, I think they're testing the waters out there because uh, it looks stunning. Film. It did look good. Um, it looked, I, I missed that one, but um, dude, it looked real. Did it? That's proper real. Okay, did, let me just man. quickly check that out. But I was just going to say, with Tom Holland doing the, um, you know, donning the um, the Nathan Drake outfit, you know, for the film last year, uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Sorry about that. It looks like interruption one of the twins. Um, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, they, they had mixed reviews, didn't it, the Uncharted film? You know, so I think uh, they're just testing the waters to see whether they could actually just go out and... Um, you know, potentially develop another game again, and why not? You know, with the uh, uh, the PS5 ready available now, you may as well test what with all the games, all the IPs, and see if you can just like breathe more life into them. Um, and like you said in that that article just there, I mean, Naughty Dog said that they are done with the franchise, but does it mean that no nobody else in the camp, the Sony camp, can actually take the uh, the mantle? And yeah. it, I mean, the game sold phenomenally, right? So why wouldn't Dude, they want to die back massive. into it? You know what I mean? It's and introduce so like a new generation into it. Well, people don't realize is that Uncharted kept PlayStation's head above water during those early PS3 days of like ridiculous pricing and really hard to develop for, you know. Yeah. Um, and then it's just grown. You, I mean, on PS3, you had Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3 before The Last of Us came out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you had PS4 come out of the just come flying out of the blocks at that point, the fastest selling console of all time. And then just to put the nail in Xbox One's coffin was Uncharted 4 of Thief's End, because when that came out, I mean, it just looked stunning. It played stunning. It is literally the closest thing to Indiana Jones. It's a game <laughs> that Phil Spencer himself has said that we wish we had we own, we, we wish we had our own Uncharted, to the point where Microsoft <laughs> went out and secured the IP rights to Indiana Jones just to make a game similar. <laughs> just so so you, have, you have this great Spielberg movie from the 80s in Indiana Jones. You have a game inspired by it called Uncharted, which inspired mm. Microsoft to go back and get the Indiana Jones rights to make a game that rivals <laughs> it, you know. So it's really interesting because obviously... Nobody really listens to critics anymore because they're just giving their opinion. The, the The real thing for a film is to see what the fans think of the film, the yeah. people who've watched it. So on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter from critics, which is 257 reviews, Uncharted has 41%. But the audience score, which has over 5,000 verified ratings, is at 90%. People enjoyed it. You know what I mean? And the thing about Uncharted is you have to go in and know what you're expecting. And what you're expecting mm. is just a silly Indiana Jones knockoff, right? <laughs> With Tom Holland. That's it. With Tom Holland. And it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. So it's just Mark Wahlberg jokes. And I tell you what, Uncharted does great. Action sequences and Mark Wahlberg jokes. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They're absolutely perfect, which makes the film funny and it's great to watch. And it's PlayStation Productions. They, they, they've smashed it, you know, with their first two. I mean, we're going to get into The Last of Us later, but they got Uncharted, oh. over 400 million at the box office. They, they're just smashing it with The Last of Us. Alex, you got the Twisted mm-hmm. Metal and Gran Turismo stuff coming out next. They got to, they got high bars to reach, do you know oh, what wow. I mean? Just to catch these two. But sticking with Naughty Dog, on this one, mm-hmm. Alex. Naughty Dog co-president Neil Druckmann has revealed that The Last of Us developer has now swelled to over 400 people up from 300 two years ago, which means that basically over the last two years they've been hiring over 100 people. Yeah, Druckmann nice. also revealed that Naughty Dog has multiple projects on the go right now. But finally, some unfortunate news. Actress Annie Wershing, who provided the voice and motion capture for Tess in the video game versions of The Last of Us, has passed away from cancer at the age of 45. Wershing was diagnosed with an unspecified cancer back in summer 2020, but kept it private and continued to act. And I didn't realize that she played the Borg Queen in Picard. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, I've seen her. She was in 24 as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I looked a few at few things. Yeah, because I looked at, I looked at the. Obviously, I never seen her until I saw a picture when this unfortunate news come out. And I was looking at her face. I was like, she's in something I know. And then yeah. I looked. At her. Last yeah. of Us Revolutions as well, uh, which is the awesome show. Only did two seasons and twenty four. Yeah, she was in that. Jeez, wow. Rest in peace. Sorry to hear about that. You know, mm. it's always sad when a member or anybody passes away. But obviously, in the gaming industry. Uh, and it's, and it, I, I, I tell way. you, it's so weird because people are now like you get the idiots and conspiracy theorists are saying that oh, how she passed away in the week that Tess passes away in the TV show, dude. It's a sign. I was like, fuck here now, shut <laughs> the fuck up. Well, was did Tess actually pass away? Well, I guess she did kind of pass away, but anyway, we won't go to all those conspiracy theorists. But um, but yes, definitely, uh, condolences to the family. Um, but yeah, it's um, I'm glad that uh, the team at Naughty Dog is expanding you know and for all good reason i mean like we said uh it's just been on the up for them obviously they got enchanted the success of the last of us it's just taking the whole company to new heights so um yeah this is going to be it's going to be interesting mm, um and you mentioned um obviously talking about Microsoft and their 10,000 let go and stuff and i sent you the picture of the pad so you could finally see what every <laughs> employee at playstation got and then the fact that they're still yeah. hiring as well which means the last of us are working on a project um, yeah yeah uh the question is what what is it going to be uh let us know I think in there's the three, comment section know. below uh, i think it's going to I, I think one is factions mm-hmm. and i think there's two other projects on the go there that they're just keeping one's obviously main development the other one's just in like that pre planning stage and stuff like that which is probably the last of us again you know so and but they said I, projects they said projects it never says i want to say I wanna, games. I wanna, i'm gonna pitch something to you alex and i know you you're yeah. gonna be like no way not so not this soon but you're gonna love it when it comes out good so we know that the last of us is renewed for season two right mm-hmm. so we're gonna say what 25 2025 for that yeah a couple of years yeah least perfect gap for a last of us 2 remake for ps5 you know what i mean that's what i'm saying Uh, i I think it might be a little bit too soon Um, nah nah not a chance it might be coming how long was it how long did it take for the first one between the between the last one uh, the first Uh, um, the last of us well the the last of us and the last of us remaster was only like a year and a half but that was just because the last of us was tied into ps3 and they wanted to get it onto ps4 so they did the last of us remastered so obviously ps4 Mm -hmm. player because there was a lot of people who jumped from xbox to playstation and they played the last of us remastered that way and then the last of us remake was an entire generation like because the last of us remastered came out the first few months of ps4 this one came out obviously in the second that's year of PS5. Years, wasn't it mm-hmm. no no so last year uh, yeah yeah okay so that's what so 2017 2016 it's about i think yeah, altogether it's about eight years now eight and a half years between the original years. and then the remake on ps5 but i think mm. there will be one i think you're gonna get sony gonna look at it and think right we're killing it with money on last of us right now let's just cash in some more and do it again yeah do it. i think that i think they'll leave it you know i think they're gonna i don't think they they don't want to overdo it you know, so I think they'll just come out with factions and let that play off for a bit, you know, release some new maps probably for next year or whatever. Well, we'll come, uh, and then we'll, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see. But moving on from um, potential projects and obviously the uh, 
are the money coming in for a Last of Us 2 remake? Is the money coming in for the next product? Because Bloomberg don't think so. <laughs> Bloomberg is back in the news once again. Um, a report from uh, Bloomberg suggests that Sony had slashed its expected production numbers for the PlayStation VR 2 by half due to lower than predicted pre-order numbers. The Narcan effect of pricing the hardware out of reach for many. Sony has, however, come out to state that it is not true, telling GameIndustry.biz definitely that it has not cut PlayStation VR 2 production numbers. It further said it is seeing enthusiasm from PlayStation fans for the upcoming launch, which includes more than 30 titles such as Gran Turismo, Seven, uh, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, and Resident Evil Village. VR has remained a niche market for years, and it's been the last decade that VR platforms have grown to be at least somewhat accessible to consumers on a mass market. Uh, the original PSVR 2 was part of that change, and the PSVR uh, 2 has the potential to expand things even further if Sony can get them off shelves, of course. But uh, it is actually a bit of a concern. I mean, yes, they're saying that they're not um, squashing any of the numbers, you know, we always hear these uh, negative downplays, don't we? Um, I can't remember the actual uh, the name of the writer of the original article or the source. Um, but he's Shrier. known to... No, not Jason Schreier. There's another guy. Um, I'll actually find it. But pretty much he's, it's, it's, he's known for um, playing down a lot of numbers, you know. And, uh, you know, Nintendo, it happened with Nintendo, I think, with the uh, rumors of the Switch Pro and I think also with um, Microsoft as well. Uh, so pretty much, he's known for not giving accurate information. And oh, just that the guy with the down. glasses? I can't remember if he's got glasses. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's a guy, yeah. but he's very uh, biased in Nintendo, Christopher Drink, because he just blatantly comes out and he's just like, yeah, yeah, I love it. And then he, he, it's whenever people cuss him, because whenever he says anything about Nintendo, it's reported like light coming out of God's ass. And if Sony do anything good... He'll report it, but he'll have to put a cheap shot in there somewhere, as he always does. And then he just shits on Microsoft all over the place, which is quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But then if they do well, one they little thing, <laughs> if they do one little thing, he, he goes on like they've always been great and stuff. And you're just like, you're just too, you know, yeah, biased to things and stuff like that. But that's what this industry is all about, is people are going to be biased to what they own. You know, it's that purchase syndrome where... If you own that console and you play that console, it's automatically the best console. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things. But I mean, I think at that price point, we already said at that price point, it wasn't going to sell. It it phased a lot of people out. And I think Sony will look at it in the long term, but it pisses me off more because I just think you could have done a handheld, but I'd always take VR over handheld because VR, fucking stunning. I just wish it was cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it is. And I think... um, To me, I mean, like you said, I mean, we're not really rushing out there to go get the um, the console just yet. Well, it's like a separate console. But I think they're missing that one killer game, you know, which is just going to draw fans from no matter where they are to come play it. Um, And hopefully uh, it it comes out, hopefully by the end of the year. You know what I mean? It's hopefully there's got like something like in the pipeline for for, um, VR fans. But right now... It doesn't look that appealing. I mean, the funny thing is, like we're just talking about the um, the fact that you can finally get PS5s in stock off the shelves right now. I mean, that's a great achievement uh, in itself. You know, for the past two years, it's been, you know, near difficult to actually um, get a P- uh, PS5 uh, for retail price uh, without having to pay scalpers. But for them, for Sony to now release a PSVR 2, I think the timing is slightly off. I think there was no real need or rush to release it just yet. They could have waited till a lot more PSVs were definitely in the hands of the punters and the consumers. Uh, and then probably go for like a 2024 release. You know, I don't think anybody would have been mad at them for that. Um, but hey, you know, they've got their own schedules. It's running and we'll see what the sales numbers I think, are. I, I um, think they're going to look at it from... I think there was 70% of stupid bravado we're playstation anything we release is going to sell and we can sell it at whatever price and it's backfired and b mm. it's one of those where it is a slope and the quicker you release it the quicker your components will drop in price the cheaper psvr2 becomes throughout the generation and you gotta remember psvr 
it lasted a while. I think PSVR two, if if the rumors are true, and that PlayStation six isn't due until like twenty twenty seven at the latest in the Microsoft's documentation that was you know doctored out, then mm-hmm. you're looking at a good six years of PSVR two. By the time we get to the second half of that, it, its install base has grown. The components have made it cheaper. The games are there. So it's a long... I think when you release something in VR, it is that long race because mm. it's so everything in, in the world is just so expensive now. And VR, like you look at the quests price changing and stuff like that. You just like Everything is going more expensive. But I, I want Sony to keep doing it and I want Meta to keep doing it and I want Valve to keep doing it because I want my Ready Player One. You know what I mean? I want to bloody jack in like the Matrix. So we need to have as much VR as we possibly can to get there in my lifetime. You know, <laughs> you know we've, uh, I mean, we've got uh, the rumors of Apple releasing their uh, VR device um, this year as well. So I think that would be a massive proponent to the whole industry because, you know, when Apple puts their fingers on it, it just skyrockets. Exactly. And, they and the good thing is, innovation. And, and, and the good thing is with Valve quest not so quest now and playstation is the vr games are coming out and everything do you know what i mean and the technology is mm. a lot closer like you look at psvr 2 now it's set a new bar and vive are going to hit that and quest was going to hit that and then apple's going to hit that so it's going to be great to see a lot more games you know and more companies will take more chances to create vr experiences because there's a yeah. bigger install base which is the most important thing you know uh can't wait Football is so much more than just the score. And the same is true of the LiveScore app. You probably know LiveScore for real-time updates and in-play stats, but what about their pre- and post-match offerings? We're talking breaking team news, player stats, match highlights, lineups, and live league tables all rolled into one match page. And don't miss exclusive content on all things football, from the latest transfer news to expert analysis and insight, only on LiveScore's watch section. Download the free LiveScore app from the App Store or Google Play. LiveScore. It's more than a score. This week on the latest PSX, the team sit down and discuss episode three of The Last of Us HBO show. Could it be a third 10 out of 10 rating from Alex? If you haven't joined our Patreon this week, then head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to listen to this week's extra episodes. But Alex, sit back, relax, listeners, sit back, relax. I've got some news for you. Number three. The Last of Us has become a bona... F- I'm going to go to Variety. I'm going to read this straight from Variety, okay? Uh, yeah. The Last of Us has become a bona fide hit for HBO. We knew that already. <gasps> After achieving record-breaking viewership with both episode one and two and scoring an early renewal for a second season, the series has already reached new heights with 6.4 million viewers having tuned into the third installment on Sunday. This number comes from a combination of Nielsen's measurement of linear views across airings of episode three on HBO on Sunday, plus Warner Brothers Discovery's own first-party data regarding streams on HBO Max through the night. That the audience of The Last of Us is still climbing at this point is a significant feat. The series entered HBO's roster as the brand's second most viewed series premiere in over a decade, comparable only to the debut of House of the Dragon in 2022. And by its third episode, House of the Dragon viewership was already dropping. By contrast, The Last of Us Episode 3's 6.4 million viewers represents a 12% increase from last week's 5.7 million, which itself was a 22% increase on the first episode's (laughs) 4.7 million. That was brilliant. It should also be noted that these statistics point to viewership over each episode's first night of availability alone. By the time episode two was released, Warner Brothers Discovery reported that episode one had taken the week to grow to an audience of 18 million viewers. As of Tuesday, Warner Brothers Discovery says the first two episodes are now averaging 21.3 million viewers for each week. Along with the new Last of Us episode three results, Warner Brothers also reported Tuesday that for the first time ever, 
HBO has four different series across all genres, including limited series, tracking at 15 million viewers or more per episode. The Last of Us at 21.3 million viewers. The White Lotus Season 2 at 15.5 million. House of the Dragon, which concluded its first season in October at 29 million. And Euphoria Season 2, which concluded with 19.5 million. Alex, The Last of Us is growing. It's growing. Literally, like the cordyceps, it's growing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's uh, it's growing with joy, though, you know, because everybody who manages to discover Last of Us or gets infected uh, by its greatness. Uh, and that is, is ladies and gentlemen. Is the only time in your life you will ever hear the sentence of cordyceps growing with joy from any human being, <laughs> and that was just Alex. Then, yeah, excellent. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing series. Obviously, we're going to dive into the episode uh, for the latest PSX. So make sure that you are subscribed and tuned into that because it's going to be a big one. Um, but yeah, the um, yeah, I'm just really happy that the numbers. It's showing that it's good that they've actually let. Uh, the creators, you know, have a bit more free reign because Warner Brothers is normally known to, you know, butcher their own franchises. We've seen it with Game of Thrones. We've seen it with a myriad of other shows. Uh, but so far, so good. They've allowed um, uh, Druckmann and is it Chris Maven, um the freedom to just create whatever they need. And it's working, you know, so mm. more power to them. I, t- I tell you what, though, them. I think what people are not realizing is it's the power players behind the directors. Uh, PlayStation Productions are not playing around. Sony have thrown that PlayStation 4 money at Uncharted, you know, to get Wahlberg, to get Tom Holland, which is just coming off Spider-Man fame, to go big budget with all those action sequences and to make a huge profit on it to then go and make the most expensive TV show ever filmed in Canada, which is The Last of Us. But, I mean, God, the amount you must be paying, not only Pedro Pascal to play Joel, but to get the Chernobyl writers and directors and producers on board to help you with The Last of Us is insane. You know what I mean? It's and perfect, though, isn't it? It's, they like said, it's a perfect combination of the game creator and a creator of one of the most unnerving shows about like a real surreal incident. Mm. You know, it's well, like they a match said, made in Hollywood. This one season of The Last of Us cost more than the first five Game of Thrones seasons put together. So really? there's only yeah this wow. is this is this was the the cheapest episode of the last of us cost 10 million dollars to produce 10 million that's amazing that's for like a 50 minute show inflation you yeah know what I mean? no, that's, it was that's, over that's 100 million for this tv show i think they said that only a handful of film, uh, programs such as game of thrones and rings of power have cost more than the last of us um but it's i looked at the the reviews that if I use IGN episode one 10 out of 10 episode two nine out of 10 episode three 10 out of 10 I looked at other places as well 99 percent 99 percent 100 percent I'm just like flipping out the consistency on this show yeah, we're not going to get is. into that too much but you when you mm. when you take something that already has a dedicated install base that respect it because it's good not just because it's PlayStation but because it's actually good but then you make a really good TV show out. Those PlayStation people are going to watch, but then it's going to gravitate and pull new people in because it's good. Like they could have just, let's say the, say let's say this was a bit low budget and shit, right? It wouldn't be pulling in. It would still be pulling in millions because those PlayStation fans and gamers would be watching it, but it wouldn't be pulling in all these new people. It wouldn't be hitting 21.3 million averages per episode each week. You know, it has to be good, like you said, and they got the right people to justify those numbers. I mean, the fact that HBO, they just turned around after the second episode, in between the first and second episode, and we're just like, yeah, we want to renew. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, need, we need more of this, because our franchises are crap. You know, Game of Thrones just went down the hill. What else do they have? But that White Lotus is actually picking up. But I think this kind of also shows Warner Bros. Uh, Warner Bros. Uh, Discovery just weeding out all the crap. You know, they're just focusing on what actually works and what I think the big do thing the is HBO, want. man. 
you know, yeah, you, when you get that uh, HBO intro at the beginning, you know you're gonna watch some good shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Typically, <laughs> typically. I mean, no. I mean, I'm sure a lot of the Game of Thrones fans would say no. That wasn't the case, especially with the last few seasons. <laughs> you know what nah, I mean? Yeah, but, but dude, this... everything everything has been forgotten with House of Dragon because it's so fucking good. You know what I mean? Was it that so, good? Was it really? It's good, really man. Good? Dude, okay. people just okay. talk about nothing but positive about it, so they've already forgotten okay. it. They've already wiped okay. it under the rug, and okay. they're like, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the show. I will definitely need to go, but like in terms of game adaptations, this is far by far the best game adaptation since probably Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know, the first Mortal Kombat. Oh wow! Um, He's put yeah, Mortal yeah, Kombat in the but... same breath as Last of Us. You know, seriously, no, no, no. Like in terms of like game adaptations, when we it's been lackluster. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is a massive level up. But, but, dude, like, every is, single I'm... iterations come out. Not I'm really intrigued. Good. It now. hasn't really hit the book. I'm intrigued now mm-hmm. because I want to see the pressure on PlayStation productions now because they've obviously done Uncharted, they made a massive profit. Sony are happy. You know, uh, the, the higher ups are happy. I think I don't and know. And now I the question know. is is no but the question is now like okay how are you gonna how how, how is a TV series gonna be perceived? Bang, smashed it out of the park. Okay. But then your next two are twisted metal and Gran Turismo. They're not exactly last of us bring the audience in to watch it. You know what I mean? But I mean, Who Gran knows? Turismo. It's got some names on it. With I mean, it's got Orlando Bloom in it and stuff like that. So, and obviously, Twisted Metal has the um, the new Captain America, and I can't remember his name. Well, Chris uh, Evans. But like, I think the Mackie. The, 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 uh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie, yeah, 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 he's he's yeah, he's, Black he's in it as well. But I just think, yeah. like you know, you know, when you do something so good, you get so big in your head that you think, oh, I'm an artist, I'm gonna do no, it. No, but like I'll, this. T- I'll tell you this, yeah, this is a this is a prem- not premonition, but like I'm just basically just thinking that the other iterations of all these shows, even though they may be great, they may have great actors and great writers next to it. The only reason why Last of Us to me is working so well is because it's we've we've lived through what they're going through you know we've just had a pandemic you know for the past two years right and this show is pretty much just like amped that to the max and uh i think a lot of people can actually connect you know especially we'll dive into the most recent episode but i mean that is that was pretty much the truth for a lot of people you know um Mm. and we'll go into the details later but that's the reason why i think a a lot so many people have connected with it because it's finally a show that's pretty much a reflection of what we've all gone through on a global scale so um yeah i mean the environment was perfect they've got the right team they've got the right production behind them hbo needed a win and i'm glad that they just went all in on this show definitely but um yeah, it's it's just going up and up, man. So I'm I'm loving it. Um, speaking of uh, success and going up and up, uh, since it launched on the November the 9th, uh, twenty twenty-two, God of War Ragnarok has sold more than eleven million copies. Uh, the studio announced in a tweet. It's just funny how everyone's just announcing things in tweets now, and there's no need to do like a press release or anything. You could just save a whole lot of money and time. Um, a studying feat, uh, especially when you consider that sales of the first game currently sit at 23 million copies across both console and PC. Uh, they go on to say, we're incredibly humbled that God of War Ragnarok has officially sold 11 million copies. Um, and none of this would be possible without the support of our fans. So thank you for coming on this journey with us and obviously you've you've dived into that game you've platinum the hell out of that game is it well warranted is it well deserved? oh yeah 100 and when you consider that god of war the remake the, obviously the, the reintroduction so god of war 2018 and then this one they've only been out for four years but not even that three years apart god of war 2018 came out in the middle of 2018 and then in the middle of 2022, you've got, uh, well, not the middle, towards the end of so four years, you've got God of War Ragnarok. So combined between those two, you're looking at 33 million copies sold in four years. It's massive. That's absolutely yeah, massive. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's it, obviously the fact that it's sitting at 11 million copies right now, it, it's still the fastest selling PlayStation. It means it's still tracking ahead of what Spider-Man did. <laughs> Oh, wow. 2018, you know what I mean? So, That's big. To, yeah, yeah. To be to be a sequel and a narrative game, and to be tracking ahead of a Spider Man is madness. You know what I mean? And again, it just shows mm. releasing on PS4 was a stroke of business genius for them. That's the question. If Spider Man Two can keep anywhere near these numbers as a PS5 only game, that is just ridiculously impressive. 
You know what I mean? Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Like I said, that's the big game. I think not it's going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not as much as Sony would love to make sure that there's like 114 million uh, units out there. Uh, yeah, they're not going to see anywhere near the numbers, I don't think. But um, who knows? You know, it's only, only time to tell. Well, if you, I'm going to put this into comparison for you, Alex. Okay, so God of War came out on November. So we're in November, December, January. Three months, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elden Ring was at 15 million after four months. So it's mm. four million ahead with a month, but that's on multiple formats. That's on yeah, yeah. PS4, PS5, Xbox. What yeah. was the last one? Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC yeah, yeah. as well. You know what I mean? And God mm. of War was on two and it's only four million behind. So if God of War was an Xbox game, if it was a PC game, it would have been well over that. But yeah, obviously it's a very good game. You know, they use the advertising. The Axe was in London, a part of that live from PS5 promotions that we were talking about and things like that. Yeah. It's a, again, th- when you release a game that is just universally acclaimed from everybody, you're going to sell. That's why Elden Ring sells so many. That's why God of War sells so many. That's why these two games stood head and shoulders above everything else last year because they sold so many. It's why Spider-Man 2 is going to sell so many. It's why Zelda is going to sell so many. It's why Starfield should sell so many. But then you hear stuff about it and you're like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe not. You I, know. Don't know. I don't really but see Alex, what's it's so why, compelling about Starfield. It's why the next game in our news report is going to sell many This week on the Lotus PSX, the team sit down and discuss episode three of The Last of Us HBO show. Could it be a third 10 out of 10 rating from Alex? If you haven't joined our Patreon this week, then head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Lotus PS5 or click the link in the description to listen to this week's extra episodes. If you don't want advertisements, uh, why don't you consider supporting the show on Patreon and receive ad-free episodes every week. All the details are throughout the show and in the description below. But we're moving on now to a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. Probably said it in the wrong order. But anyway, what we got on number five? Well, now you would have just been like on a legend level with me if you said on a galaxy six weeks away. Because that's the delay time <laughs> between it. You know what I mean? Oh, Ooh, you were so close. You were so close. <laughs> Number five, Star Wars Jedi Survivor will now launch on April 28th, 2023, instead of its previously revealed March 16th, 2023 date, developer Respawn has announced. The studio released a statement via the official EA Star Wars Twitter account, providing an update on development in that the game is officially content complete and that the team is now focused entirely on the final stage, bug fixes to enhance performance, stability, polish, and most importantly, the player experience. Nice. During last year's Game Awards, we got to see more of Star Wars Jedi Survivor than we ever had before, including a March release date. This delay pushes the game back six weeks from that previously announced release date. In order for the team to hit the respawn quality bar, provide the team the time they need, and achieve the level of polish our fans deserve, we have added six crucial weeks to our release schedule. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will now launch globally on April 28th. We spoke about this two weeks ago, Alex, with Switchback VR. If it's a small delay and it's just for polishing and bug fixing, it's fine. You know what I mean? Because if you remember correctly, when this, when Jedi Fallen Order first came out, there was a lot of bugs and things in there, and they obviously don't want to repeat that because that game, as we always joke about, always pops up in the end of year mm. chart, it always sneaks just quietly under the radar, and then it's always in the top yeah. twenty best selling games, and it has sold a lot of copies. So there is a lot riding on this game to sell a lot it of is. copies right out the bat, and it's good to move a little bit further away from Hogwarts because it sounds like Hogwarts is going to dominate for quite a bit. You know, <laughs> that I mean? was a real reason, isn't it? That's you exactly a, what it was. You can have a lightsaber <laughs> all you want. You go up against Harry's wand, you're fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, these monoliths of franchises. But like, you know, what a world we're living in, you know, that the fact that a company and a franchise as big as this can just delay a game for six weeks and nobody really bats an eyelid. Yeah, they're going to make sure that they make sure it's all polished and everything. But there was a time when they couldn't do this. You know, yeah. they had to make sure that the game was, you know, sent to print. You know, they had to get it all onto discs. There was no internet connection, so you couldn't do over-the-air updates. 
if the game came out buggy, it was buggy and that was it. But um, look at this. It's like the, the freedom, the flexibility. They can just release, um, delay it. And even if it is out there, they can still uh, patch it up. I just think it's an amazing ability that we have these days. But I'm really glad that they're actually focusing on the bug fixes because the, that was one of the, one, uh, the massive bugbears um, of the uh, the first game. It mm -hmm. was buggy as hell. you know. And even though they were, I think they were using Unreal Engine, I can't remember which one it was, but hopefully they've managed to grasp their hands around their Unreal Engine 5 a lot better and are able to give like a much more polished uh, experience. Um, so yeah, I'm all for delays as, make, as long as it's quality enhancements, quality of life. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. And like I remember playing the first one and it was it, it was okay. It just needed to be tightened up in areas and hopefully mm. they do that with this game. Um, as I mentioned before, the last one was a sales behemoth. It has been a consistent seller since launch. And if you release this game and it's not to a minimum where the current first game is with all its patches and stuff like that, then you're just ruining your great opportunity because this is your best, like your second best selling Star Wars game behind the original Battlefront. You know what I mean? This this is a one that's going to get you into double digits in the millions. Um, and it's a mm. single player game. So it has a statement. Of yeah. but what I like most about the uh, statement is Respawn do not release shit games. All their games are just ridiculous, like, you know, Metacritics, like where it'd be Jedi mm. Fallen Order, Apex Legends, Titan Falls. They always do it. And their bonuses from EA are tied to the Metacritic, not the sales. So they will delay this motherfucker as long as they want <laughs> to make sure they make it paid. Show me the money. Yeah, sure. And not to mention, of course, we've got Disney to answer to as well, right? Because they now mm. own the whole Star Wars franchise. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Star Wars Jedi series uh, now is pretty much one of my favorites. Um, the first game was an amazing uh, feat. I love the direction that it went with, completely new character. And they gave it so much weight, so much gravitas. And the fact that they're going to double down on it with Survivor, I'm all for it. And, uh, you know, mm. give me enough time now that they've delayed it. I can play Hogwarts and smash the crap out of that before well, this gets released. Alex, Star Wars Jedi Survivor might have survived, but the next story <laughs> isn't about survival, is it? Oh, uh, nice rollover. Nice rollover. Okay, so Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced that the PS Plus collection for PS5 will be removed on the 9th of May 2023, with the 20 games currently available no longer being offered past that date. So if you're looking to redeem any of these games, then you, you can do so until May the 9th. And considering the lineup, it's worth checking out if you haven't given it proper consideration. As long as you remain a PS Plus subscriber and redeem these games, however, you can still access these games. That's good. So uh, if you're new to the PS5, the PS Plus collection offers 20 generation defining PS4 games that can be played on Sony's latest home console, 10 first party games and 10 third party offerings. Uh, the games that will be leaving the service are as follows. Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, until Dawn, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Zombie Chronicles Edition, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15 Raw Edition, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, and finally Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Oh my gosh, that is just like a killer list. Mm. A well, killer, this was only awesome well list. This was only supposed to last. It was so funny because the PS Plus collection was only supposed to last like six months, and then they what had no hardware. So then they extended it to a year. <laughs> then they still had no hardware, so they extended it for another year. And now they're telling us all to fuck off right. because they're going to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, let's switch everybody over. But to I mean, the a lot packages, of these. I, yeah, I think awesome. I think a lot of these first-party games are going to end up in PlayStation Plus uh, Extra yeah. and Premium yeah. anyway, as will the third-party yeah. ones as well. But the fact that we've had access to these games for so long is great. But so, listeners, what you need to do, go to these games in the PlayStation Plus section of your PS4 or PS5. I think it's PS5, sorry. And just add to your library, add to your library, add to your library. Then they, then you have them, you own them. Some of them won't have that. Some of them will say download. Just click X to download it. As soon as the download starts, delete the download. You have it. It's in your library. You have to buy it, 
which is free, for it to move to your own library for you to then own it. And as long as your subscription is active, you have access to it. If you just leave it and then try and get to it, but you never tried to download it or add to your library, you can't, you got to buy it. You, that's why it's, we always say every mm. month on this show, when the PlayStation Plus games come every month, just add it to your library. And then it doesn't take any storage to add to the library. And if it download it, you just delete it. But at least you own that game. I own something like 900 games, which I haven't even paid for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? On my PlayStation. So I got yeah, Netflix. Digital dust. <laughs> exactly. But at least I have them. You know what I mean? And the other, it was them. so funny yeah. because I was just I was just looking for something to play until Football Manager came out. And that's how I stumbled on the pedestrian. And I fucking love it. You okay, know what I mean? Nice. Like, boom. Sorted. But um, excellent. And what yeah. a list. No, that is amazing. I mean, I've got to just uh, give a couple of shout-outs. Um, the Last of Us Remastered. Uh, I think, hold on, wasn't... Um, yeah, God of, oh, God of, yeah, there's God of War. There it is, yeah. God of War. Uh, I mean, these I mean, these are the first time I actually played these games, you know, when I got the PS5. Uh, I was actually fortunate enough to play Last of Us Remastered on the PS5, so I had the the um, the ability, um, you know, for the faster loading times. I mean, it was a smidgen faster than the original. Um, and God of War, obviously, was, like, miles faster than the original in terms of reloading um, the I game. But, uh, but, yeah. As yeah, I always do, I shout out Until Dawn. It's a unique horror game. Uh, Detroit Become Human, Quantic Dream at mm-hmm. their absolute best. Days Gone. I need to play that. Sleeper Hit. And From Software's now second best game, critically, Bloodborne. No longer the first, thanks to Elder <laughs> And all right, so so yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely make sure you rewind this section because that is the hack of the week. Make sure you're able to get your hands on all those games. You've just got one of the best lifestyle hacks you'll ever get, especially in the month of uh, February. People are creating more of what they love with Windows 11 and Intel. The best thing about Windows 11 is the snap assist where you can have multiple windows open. It's like having a clean room. <laughs> and I've noticed the increase of speed. I'm able to just render a lot faster. For me, honestly, it's all about the pen. I can do a little sketch, not being afraid of doing anything wrong. You have endless opportunities. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm just a fan. Learn more about Windows 11 PCs with the Intel Evo platform at windows.com slash brings you closer. Pen sold separately. It is time for the UK top 10. What do I say? <laughs> Wait, what? The UK top 10 sales charts of the week. Yeah. For those of you who are keeping an eye on The Last of Us due to the popularity of the TV show, you might be interested to see that the PS5 game, The Last of Us Part 1, is up five places to number 15 following a 32% sales increase. The Last of Us Remastered, the PS4 game, is up a place to number 31 after a 27% sales increase. Do we think The Last of Us Part 1 could make it to the top 10 next week? Hmm, interesting. But for now... It is our top 10. At number 10 is Minecraft with Pokemon Violet at number 9. Number 8, Nintendo Switch Sports with Fire Emblem Engage plummeting down from that number 1 spot right down to number 7. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is at number 6 with Mario Kart 8 at number 5. At number 4 is a new entry for Spoken, the new IP from Square Enix launched exclusively on PS5. God of War Ragnarok is at number 3 with FIFA 23 at number 2, which means we have a brand new entry at number 1. It is Dead Space. So EA's Dead Space remake was easily the best-selling game this week the game had an average selling price of wait for it 67 pounds my goodness no wonder 80 percent of dead spaces sales were on ps5 with the remainder on xbox 67 pounds cost of living crisis and all that anyway (laughs) catch me next week for the update Wow. So, yeah, thank you, Demi, for um, letting us know all the good and the bad news, especially for uh, Fire Emblem, which has moved from last week's uh, number one spot, the top spot, uh, to number seven this week. It's like, uh, it's a shame. Really Dude, shame. I'm, I'm, I'm still surprised God of War <laughs> is sitting in the top three. It's, well, it's, like you said earlier, it's sitting in the know, sitting in the Call of Duty number, right? You know what I mean. The Call of Duty spot, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think uh, I think we're going to see that a lot, really, in terms of the uh, the PS5 big releases that you know they just bounce around the top three, as um, 
horizon forbidden westage right I mean, it's very comfortable up there may even reach the top spot once again uh but yeah good to see for spoken at number four you know despite the negative reviews and uh mario kart still holding the fort and i'm so glad this i'm really excited ladies and gentlemen thank you for um the support in the campaign to get gta 5 out of the top 10 you guys are the best <laughs> All right, so moving on now. Um, this week, we're not going to be having any letters from um, Demi, so we're going to do something a bit different. I'm going to dive over to the Capcom sales numbers. So um, starting with the top one, do you want to roll on to that one? Yeah, yeah. So this is obviously Capcom. What they do when they release their financials is they release like a platinum titles list, which are games that have sold over a million units. Um, so this is the total sales numbers for games coming up to December 31st, 2022. All right, Alex, we'll go one for one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll do one. You do one. Uh, so Resident Evil 2, which is um, the remake. PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC has now sold 11.2 million units. That's an additional 1.1 million units since September. Nice, nice. Uh, rolling on to Resident, uh, Resident Evil 3, released on all consoles except for the Switch, has sold 6.4 million units. Uh, with That's 800,000 additional units since September the 30th, 2022. Sticking with Resident Evil Village, which again came to everything except Switch, it's now sold 7.4 million units and also 800,000 additional units, which were sold from September. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak on the Switch and PC has sold 4.9 million units, 500,000 additional units since September the 30th, 2022, which I guess is going to be a running theme, so we don't have to keep saying September 30th. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, amazing. Uh, since September as well, Monster Hunter. I just did it. I literally just did it. As he said, "Yeah, uh, Monster Hunter Rise." Uh, which this is only counting Switch and PC, but it is available on PlayStation and Xbox now. I think uh, has sold eleven point seven million units, which was up five hundred thousand units from before. Yeah, Devil May Cry Five uh, released on everything except Switch has sold six point five million units, uh, with an additional four hundred thousand since September. Um. One second. Oh yeah, Resident Evil. So many Resident Evils. I thought I'd already said it. <laughs> Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, PS Five, Xbox, yeah. PS Four, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. I think because it, it, it did come out in a cloud version, didn't it? Yeah, it, came oh, it out did. Cloud yeah, version, yeah, yeah. Did even, yeah, we don't want to talk. Has about sold eleven point seven million units, which was up four hundred thousand. So despite Resident Evil Two remake, despite Resident Evil Three remake, despite Resident <laughs> Evil Village, Resident Evil Seven still managed to sell an extra four hundred thousand copies. That shows the quality of the game. The quality of the game and the franchise. Moving over to another one. Of the and can I just say, it tells yeah. me that people do not download from the PlayStation Plus collection because nobody buys Resident Evil on Xbox. People pirate the game on <laughs> PC, which leaves PlayStation, and you actually have that game for free on PlayStation Plus collection. So why are you buying it? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not available in all territories. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> probably people are just kicking themselves now, thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> well, uh, rolling on to the next big franchise, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, uh, released and everything, has also sold 10 million units um, with 300,000 additional units. Street Fighter V, which was just on PS4 and PC, has now sold 7 million copies. That was an additional 200,000 the last quarter. Less than Tekken 7, may I just say. <laughs> Important note there. Um, and again, Monster Hunter World uh, sold 18.6 million user units, uh, up 100,000 units. That's their biggest selling individual game of all time, by the way. Monster Hunter World. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks to the Switch. Thanks to the Switch, it held. I don't. Uh, uh, I don't it? see. I don't see Switch written there because there is no Monster Hunter World on Switch. It's Monster. Oh, Hunter it wasn't World, was it? No, no. Sorry, you're right. You're right. It was Rise. It was Rise. Hold on. Okay, Monster yeah, Hunter Rise. Eleven point seven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're um, right now. I, I, ret I retract that statement. And then Devil May Cry, <laughs> the HD collection, which is for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Has sold 1.3 million units, which is a hundred thousand additional units since September. But I mean, that's a wow. big Capcom number, and Capcom are forecasting their biggest ever year in terms of units sold this financial year. And they've just got a small remake coming out in Resident Evil 4, right? So mm. 
God knows how many that's going to sell. God knows how it does. And the thing and is, I mean, look at these. Street Fighter you know, 6. Well, well, I don't know about... I don't know if they... I don't really know if they really care about that franchise anymore because <laughs> what's clearly taken the top spot is the Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter series, which has pretty much saved Capcom from going under. And uh, yeah, thanks to that brand new franchise, brand new idea. Uh, it's look at it. It spawned multiple franchises, multiple games, and it's also then bolstered up the Resident Evil franchise, allowing them to do well, the likes of Resident Evil Two, Three, and I tell you continuous. what, <laughs> you we know. can all thank the PSP for that because that is where Monster Hunter was born, and that was where it was selling over five million copies per title, and then it went to sleep for nice. a little bit, and then it woke yeah. its ass back up with Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Iceborne. And yeah. now we live in a Monster Hunter world, right? That's it. Go out which there, go chase really your monsters. Sh- which, which, which spawned a really shit movie, by the way. Just want to say <laughs> that was terrible. Jeez, that's what I'm saying. Violent. You see how good Last of Us is compared to that. You know, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, like Mortal Kombat, the, the Last of Us. All Monster Jeez. Hunter had to do is just remake Dune. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. All they had to do was just remake fucking Dune, but they didn't. They tried to make it something different, you know. But what can you do? But I'm sure our letters will be back next week, right? But that's fun to kind of do that because we usually do this on the latest PSX. So I'm we happy we do. did it. And speaking of the latest PSX, we will be diving into The Last of Us Episode 3. So give it a good review. So if you want to listen to that, make sure that you're signed in and locked in on Patreon. Uh, But yeah, that's it for this episode today. Uh, Let us know any of your thoughts about any of the articles that we dived into. Um, Could Sony have teased the return of the beloved franchise, which we did find out? Yes. Could Uncharted be coming back out? Let us know your thoughts. The PSVR 2 production update... What are your thoughts on it? Are you hyped up for getting the the new device or are you just about getting your hands around um, a PlayStation 5? Uh, and The Last of Us, the HBO series, episode three numbers, what do you think about it? Did you watch it? If you haven't, let us know anyway in the comment section below. And the PS Plus service update, I cannot stress enough that you need to make sure that you download all those games, rewind this episode to make sure that you know exactly what you need to do. Because once these games are gone, they're gone. Oh, they'll be transferred over to the uh, the essentials collection. But um, yeah, that's it. So let me throw it over to you for the last word of the episode. What you got? We live. That's in it. Football Good night, ladies. Manager world, a football manager oh, world, a football right, manager world. Let's just cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Well,